All right, welcome to the interview podcast. My name is Blake Wright, and I've got my buddy here with me today, Jay James. You want to introduce yourself, man? Hey, how's it going? Uh, I'm Jay James, um, composer, producer, multi instrumentalist. Um, yeah, cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being here with me, man. Of course. Uh, it's hard to uh, convince people to get together, especially during COVID. Yeah. Yeah. How you been getting along with COVID, man? Um, I've been with my family most of the time. Really? So it's been it's been nice. Uh, I started it off just by myself, and I realized I didn't want to do that. Like I didn't know how long this was gonna go, and yeah, I'm happy I didn't go the last six months just by myself. Yeah, solo. That's a long time, man. Yeah. So the last four months, I've been with my family, uh, making music. Yeah. Um, Can you get a little closer, Mike? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's um, better. FaceTiming friends a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. You said you've been making music at home. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, so you got a, like a home studio set up. Yeah, I brought I brought a setup with me. Uh, a couple keyboards, um, interface monitors, laptop. That's really all I need. Yeah. Um, I also have my drum set in my room. Oh, sick. So, yeah. So you have a physical <laughs> drum set. Yeah, and it's mic'd up everything. Oh, that's awesome. So you can actually record drum stuff at home. Yeah. Yeah. That's I cool. just I just like mic'd it up like a few days ago. Yeah. 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 I feel like that's the one thing most people don't have at home, so it's yeah that'll uh, make you stand out a little bit that you're using real drums in your recording. Yeah, and y- usually when I'm using real drums, I'm renting out a studio. Yeah, that's not really convenient right now, and it's hard to get like like for a drum recording. I need like minimum three hours, and it's hard to oh, get like, large time slots right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, are rehearsal studios open right now? Um, I haven't been to any. I, I would imagine some of them are but probably more for like the label artist or okay uh, you need kind of like an end to yeah to get you in there right now yeah yeah, yeah it's tricky like a facility that's owned by like a company or someone that you, for sure you know people have relationships with i don't have too many relationships with, with rehearsal studios really yeah yeah the only ones i've been to here are like bedrock and uh been to one in atwater called kid row I you know that, that one? one? It used to have a different name. I don't remember what it was, but I've been to Bedrock. Yeah. And Sir. Oh, I don't know that one. Uh, signature. Something. Oh, whatever. It's That's cool. <laughs> you work at a studio too, right? No. no oh, you don't. I don't. Um, okay. I, I I used to work out of the studio. Okay. Uh, at Future Classics. Gotcha. Yeah. I yeah. I just remember lot. seeing your uh, photos over there and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I spent a lot of time over there. Yeah. Um, but I haven't been there also since, like, February. So you were just renting space there, or how'd that work? No, um, I just work with a lot of their artists. So oh, okay. I'm sorry, I'm getting no far off. <laughs> um, but they have a lot of international artists, a lot of artists that um, stay in L.A. or come through L.A. Okay. Um, and an A&R there that I have a relationship with will just be like, hey, like, would you be interested in working with so-and-so? Uh, and then I would just be in there, like, every Same. week. Uh, two or three times a week and then i started just working there just by myself do my own thing i'll bring people in mm-hmm. uh, but most of the time i'm there i'm working with their artists okay a lot of the australian guys new zealand guys interesting so i mean for people who don't know jay does mostly instrumental music and uh production so does that mean that you're composing like uh tracks for for singers and stuff over there yeah okay I, i've been liking doing that a lot more yeah, like, I bet, during man. quarantine, that's been like my bag. Like, Interesting. Writing songs, producing songs, mixing songs. That's cool. Uh, yeah, and that's, I mean, I, I can see that being rewarding because you're 
you're contributing to something that will be you know a greater whole once it's completed yeah so you get to see how it changes and stuff yeah and I'm, like i'm a really big sports guy and i feel like that's like the close thing to like playing on a team <laughs> yeah so yeah like, you got a I, team i'm playing point i'm facilitating this uh you we got our star player we got you know the wing whatever <laughs> yeah or like the coach whoever we need involved uh so yeah, I, I, I like being a part of like these productions working yeah. with other producers. I was just in New York working on a project. Oh yeah, so it's been it's been cool. Like I like during quarantine, like in terms of music, like I thought it was gonna slow down, mm-hmm. um, but it's really only picked up because everybody it's a little more available. Uh, That's great. Of, the artists that I work with are just constantly doing mm-hmm. the same thing I'm doing. We're always talking like, "Yo, send me this, send me that." And I'm mm-hmm. working on this. Yeah, I mean it. It kind of overlaps right now because most of those artists would typically be on tour right now, yeah. but they're not, so they're probably just hanging out and writing a ton, and that's Bro, where you come in. I was literally going on tour, and the day I was supposed to leave tour, <laughs> the tour got canceled. Dude, that, that's the case with everybody, <laughs> honestly. Like, that shit was crazy, because, like, I, I was asked to go on the store, play drums, and, like, oh, yeah? early January, and, like, we're going to leave end of February... Uh, we played a show in L.A. and then played a show in Oakland. And then we had, a, like, a week, week and a half, and then supposed to fly to Atlanta. And it was a world tour. Oh, shit. I want to say it was, like... Like a month long shows, or something? Like, two, three months. Jeez. Um, I wasn't going to play every day. Uh-huh. We were still freaking everything out because as the tour is, like, finishing up being planned... <laughs> yeah. They have to, like, deconstruct the tour at the same time. Yeah, like, that's so weird. Thing, like... And at that point, like, I didn't really, like, understand, like, how serious... No one did. Like, no one did, yeah. but, like, I really didn't, because I, I don't really watch the news, like, that. I don't really yeah. follow, like, when I'm in, like, my zone, like, mm-hmm. it'll be, like, two, three weeks, I'm like, what, so-and-so, like, did this, like, that <laughs> happened, like, I feel I'll that. just be, like, just in and out of the studio most of the time. Yeah. So, like, that kind of just woke things up, like, yo, don't fly to Atlanta, yeah. it's canceled, we're going to try to do it. They told us at that time, like, we're going to try to reschedule for September. Right. Probably Everyone like, thought, like, a month or two will be good. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, like, when June hit, I was like, there's no way we're going out in September. Oh, man. <laughs> that sucks, man. Even now, I'm like, I don't know if we could go out next September. Like, I don't... No one, yeah. I mean... I have no idea. I saw a thing last night on YouTube saying that, I think it was Fauci saying that, like, hey, we have something in trial that will hopefully be released by the end of the year. But, I mean, you know, they said the same thing five months ago. No one really knows. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I really don't know. Like, and, mm-hmm. and back to, like, sports. Like, I've been really following basketball. And yeah. have, like, that bubble thing. That's yeah, that's on. interesting. And it's working. Like, I, I don't think any other league can really do that besides basketball. Um, yeah, I like mean. They, they figured it out. I know UFC is doing, like, a similar kind of thing. Yeah, I know they were trying to go on, like, an island yeah. or something like that. I don't know too much about it, but I've I've heard that phrase "fight island" a bunch. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, I think they're probably the only two kind of leagues doing it, right? I mean, aren't yeah. ba- uh, baseball's playing too? I think but baseball's playing just without fans, but yeah. a bunch of them are still contracting it. Interesting. Like, getting sick. People are driving out every day, but their season's way shorter. It's like okay. almost cut in half. So. Yeah, I know nothing about sports. So. Word, word. Uh, I don't know too much about baseball. I just follow along with like when i'm yeah. like watching sports and espn and stuff but basketball football i've been paying attention so basketball is doing it where they like 
they live like in a hotel or something, right? Like yeah, they all they're all on the Disney Resort together, oh, wow. and like there's like four or five hotels that all the teams are in, and they're just playing. And it's like now it's playoffs, so it's like elimination. You finish, like you oh, finish you're losing like, a series that day. Like you yeah. go back home. Yeah. Wow, that's so bizarre. And and they were away from their family for the first two months. Mm-hmm. Now they're. Like they're able to have a couple family members in there with them, so they probably just like test them a bunch and then yeah, they give all them have access. to do they have to do like testing for like every day that they're there. Yeah, but before you can get into the bubble, you're in like a quarantine. Facility. Oh, like a fourteen day holding kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and then they let you in. That's and so weird, man. Just anything going on with you, they put you back in there. <laughs> so it's like it's like going to the moon. Yeah, but I don't know how you can do eighty two games of a season. Yeah. like that like that's so long like i can't i can't imagine like being a team and like just like the normal flow of the season mm-hmm. while i'm next to every other player like just hanging out with them right like, seeing them when i get lunch and like right like you're that. supposed to have kind of a us versus them mindset and then you're like hanging out every day yeah it's like damn i, I really like that guy yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i beat you bro <laughs> yeah so I don't. I don't really. And and I'm not gonna see you anymore. Like, yeah, or just like yeah. the opposite. Just like, damn, that guy beat the fuck out of us. Like, uh-huh. like shit. And now we're hanging out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, man. <laughs> and but, yeah, like the whole elimination thing. It's like, hey, sorry, bro, I'm, I beat you, and now yeah, you're so, you're going home. Sorry, and I'm going not gonna home, see you like, anymore. <laughs> I hope you have fun with your family. And yeah, that's like, <laughs> so weird. Um, uh, what but, what band were you playing drums with? So I was gonna play a um, good friend, artist named Tony Valor. Okay. And he was opening up for the group A Hundred Gex. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like. They're very popular. They're huge. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know how big they <laughs> yeah. were. Yeah. Because he, he. They're had, like super internet culture popular. I really thought they were like niche, but nah. Yeah. Nah, they're huge. They're huge. They're, yeah. They're like like I said, it was a world tour. Like. That's crazy. That would have been a wild tour. Like, we were gonna play, like. All of the United States, of course, can play Russia, Australia. I think there's some Asia tours in there, like all of Europe. And like, I had only been the only tour that I had been on was the run that we had done before, which is LA and Oakland with the same uh, same group. Yeah, same. It was with uh, Injury Reserve, but I was playing with Tony Valor. Yeah, um, I played drums for him, so it was just like. I was like, I was hired. I'm like, damn, it's gonna be crazy. Like this whole experience, you yeah. Know, being involved in like a major production with like a major label and stuff like that. Like I was hired. Playing real venues. Yeah. To like actual crowds. Huge crowds. <laughs> yeah. Like, fans that were crazy. But now I'm like, I don't know if I'll ever. It's crazy. Like being right. on the cusp of that. And I then know. Now, being on the opposite like i don't know if that will ever happen again it's weird because there's so many people in the same situation where everyone was like on the cusp of a huge breakthrough and then just like a total reset it's funny like i was playing guitar in a buddy's band who i mean not near that scale like we weren't playing huge shows but like we just finished recording his first album he was putting it out and he was like dude we're gonna book shows we're gonna play all over la and like same thing like right as it hit it was right when he was like trying to release the album and there's so many people in the same scenario uh when it first like that that week that it hit i think it was like march 13th 14th something like that yeah uh i was with my buddy uh doing a building job in austin um 
we were working on like building out some retail stores, uh, like working on installing new fixtures and painting and like kind of just doing a makeover in these retail stores. Yeah. And we did one in Austin and then we we're supposed to fly from Austin to Kansas City and do another one. And while we're in Austin, like the whole thing played out. Like when we got there, we had heard of coronavirus and we we're like, I don't really know what it is. Um, we don't know if it's a threat yet, anything like that. Uh, like, we flew there, didn't really think about it on the plane. We're like, I'm not going to wear a mask or anything. Like, uh, people are saying maybe to wear a mask, but no one really knew. And then while we were there, uh, I think I was there for like five days or six days, it totally evolved to where everyone was freaking out. Uh, the whole city started shutting down. Our project got shut down. We didn't fly to Kansas City. Uh, we stayed there for like two more days and then flew back to Austin, or I mean, to LA. But even like, from the time we got there to when we left, it had all played out so bizarrely that, like, we're flying back and we're like, I think we should wear masks now. Like, it just, that whole mental, the whole mindset of the thing changed in, like, four or five days. Yeah, literally, literally every day was so bad that yeah. time. Like, Everyone's just constantly glued to the phone, like, what is happening? It literally was like a movie. Like, mm-hmm. like I couldn't, I couldn't believe it, like. I was like, no way. Yeah. How many people just got this? And then it was so crazy to think that they wanted to close down for like two weeks. Yeah. And now here we are <laughs> six months later. <laughs> I remember them saying like, oh, like 4th of July weekend, everything's going to open up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like. Well, first they said Easter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That was crazy. That yeah. was That was like, no way. Everyone knew though. Everyone was like, Everyone knew at that time. Easter. No, like, yeah, nah, for sure. Like, the way people were just like dropping. <laughs> But then, like, towards the end of June, I was, like, I, that's really when it hit me, like, mm-hmm. no way. Like, the year is done. Like, yeah, this shit is capped. Like, yeah. It's, it's over. Like, the year's over, yeah. It's it's weird, man. It's going to be weird. First of all, starting next year, seeing if things are normal by January. Yeah. And then once it be it, like, a whole year. Yeah, a whole like, cycle, the birthday basically. Of COVID is coming up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's COVID-19, so technically it started in 19, <laughs> but... Um, it it's just gonna be weird going back to normal, thinking that like this whole year was a wash, nothing got accomplished. You know, if anything, people learned that they can work from home. Yeah, I think companies are realizing that they don't really need offices as much as they thought. I think I think the something to like the word essential. Yeah, like it's got a new meaning. It's, it's got a whole <laughs> new meaning. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I know like prior to covid like people like man like this weekend essentials like that's what i'm like now it's like nah nah the essentials like the real essentials like the essential people in your life the things like you really like can't Food. live without like it puts it put a lot of things in perspective for a lot of people definitely feel like we're living not blindly but kind of taking things for granted and mm-hmm. even just like myself you just kind of when you're busy and you're doing your thing like you forget like to appreciate certain things like mm-hmm. damn like like i have food in my fridge right now right like, i can go to the grocery store right like, you know like when all that shit hit it was like yeah and it really separate like separates people like in terms of even just class like mm-hmm. like how people get to cope with covid absolutely versus how people have to you know what I'm saying? right um, the people who need to go to the grocery store every couple of days versus people who can like stock uh, up for six months or like instacart or their, all their food yeah 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 that too mm-hmm. like have to actually be on the front lines versus 
can like get someone else to do it for you yeah or even just like living paycheck to paycheck mm-hmm. and then now you're you're that job is non-existent yeah like versus like you know celebrities and stuff who sitting when it all the- hit yeah they got plenty of money they're like oh i guess this is like a year vacation I, I know a good amount of people right when it hit like in march they're just like oh shit like they're gonna close the border soon like all right cool i'm gonna just go fly to this other country and just wow post that here that's crazy like I, ha- I have a friend who's just been posted up like in new zealand really for months <laughs> Jeez. because they like they can yeah i mean that's probably the most beautiful place to hang out yeah, during and it. you know they have like the lowest amount like they, like they beat covid pretty early that's right they had like two cases or something crazy yeah like less than 100 yeah like that yeah i mean yeah not total i mean like as a few weeks ago yeah, they yeah, yeah. they reported that they had no cases anymore it's, it's insane but yeah. yeah just like that access just like yeah like you get to just yeah. dip when it gets bad like that's crazy like it opened my eyes like yeah that's man, quite like, a privilege we are not the same like, <laughs> This, this whole country just kind of exposed like, like things like that. Mm-hmm. So you're from Ghana, right? Yeah, born born in Ghana. What is a what kind of connection do you have to Ghana still? Um, like, do you have relatives there and stuff? Yeah, most of my family still lives in Ghana. Yeah, my sister lives there. And do you visit uh, there nephew. at all? Um, I haven't visited in a while. No. Funny enough, I was supposed to go this summer. Oh man, the borders obviously uh so as soon as this thing opens up i'm gonna try to go back that's cool um but yeah like my everyone in my family except for my little brother was born there he was born here 2001 mm-hmm. um what year did you move here 2001 okay so i've been here most i mainly grew up here right um but i've been back a couple times still speak the language eat the food at home that's like, cool a lot of my family from ghana also lives here uh when i was in new york I have a lot of family that lives in New Jersey, and mm-hmm. I stayed with them and, like, hung out with them. So I'm still, like, very, like, connected. A lot of my friends here are Ghanaian or Nigerian. Oh, cool. Just African in general. Yeah. So we get to talk about, like... I'm sure if you meet someone from there, that's, like, an instant connection. Yeah, instant connection. Like, mm-hmm. even just being from the continent. Like, yeah. There's a lot of things that translate, you know. Um, like, just where our parents are. Yeah. Or like, just, like certain things from home that we miss or mm-hmm. like certain foods and candies and things like that that's cool um but yeah and like even just like music we listen to like i know for the longest time now it's popular but like like african music was not cool it wasn't mm-hmm. like no one was inspired by it like yeah. everyone used to just like hate on it like oh they're trying to make american music but there was like this own thing that was going on there, and then now really? I'm starting to see it like take over, like within Afrobeats and hip hop, and yeah. like, all these different influences are what, starting to like arise. What are some, like, some popular artists that you think resemble that style of music, or that you can oh. see that they're influenced by that style of music? I think Charles Gambino is very, very inspired by African. I can see that. Like, I think I think he he is like, I know his producer Ludwig. He worked on Black Panther, and he's worked mm-hmm. on a lot of records. And he he flew out there, um, and just learned like the culture and the music before wow. like they started working on that film. But a lot of the stuff on like his newer album is like very like Afrocentric. Mm-hmm. But there's obviously just like the big African artists that have made like success in America, like mm-hmm. Burna Boy. Uh, there's this guy named Oxlade who's been like blowing up. 
um, Mr. Easy, like all these like, and they're like younger dudes, like yeah. people like not too much older than us that are not getting you know like Grammy nominations. Oh getting, wow! Like recognized on Billboard and mm-hmm. Pitchfork things like that, and like that's really cool. Five six years ago, there's like only maybe one or two artists that really? were able to like get on those stages and they weren't even making that type of music you know like the acons and stuff like oh okay music yeah. isn't particularly african right like he's coming from that culture but he's kind of americanizing his completely like he's making american music yeah but he's got the accent and right. the image that you know can garner those fans but now it's like people are just making music that's authentically african and it's living here right and, and it's and actually like becoming uh a piece of culture here yeah yeah and it's working and like it's not just africans that enjoy it. like right. a lot of my like non-african black friends like and a lot of my white friends liking it like that's cool I, and, I, and I, I make a lot of that stuff too i don't i don't particularly like put that out like i'm working with more of their artists uh-huh. i like play stuff for my friends They're like man like, i like this like it makes me want to dance and things like that yeah so it's cool like i'm still like very connected to it like i want to keep working with artists out there and things like that and like mm-hmm. kind of expand and like see where this new like contemporary wave of African music is going to take yeah that's really cool and I'm sure it's something that inspires your own music but it's also cool if you can introduce that to other artists yeah like if you're working with uh, an artist like a singer or whatever if you can yeah. convince them like hey this is a cool beat yeah, you should well, use it, it it's not even the beats sometimes now too like I I was in a writing session like earlier this year mm-hmm. and like i was just like i like the flow of this song but what if we did like rhythmically something mm-hmm. more like this more afrocentric and yeah it transforms songs and, that's like, sweet you just see like people just light up it's like wow like this just gave it a whole new feel like, yeah just being something able different to, like, yeah like just like different placements of words and like where even just like a snare will land or the kick mm. will land like does so much for production just That's so cool. much for a song i like that man so yeah you said you have been there a few times yeah back, back yeah. to Canada. man last time i went was 2007 uh-huh i was 10 years old that's quite a while yeah it's been a minute <laughs> it's been a minute and there's been a few i've had opportunity to go especially the last few years but then I just can't like. Remember, I wanted to go during college. My like my parents went, mm-hmm. and it just didn't line up with school. And then I graduated, and I wanted to go, but then <laughs> I just got like my first like internship. Yeah. That was like when I first moved to LA. Right. And I was like, nah. Like if I go, like yeah, about to squander this whole like this whole <laughs> thing I worked for. Um, Life gets in the way. Yeah. Yeah, I get it, man. But this summer I was like, cool. Like I got a little more grounding. Like. I can afford to be out there for three or four weeks and mm-hmm. come back. Like, it's going to be really nice, but it'll have to wait. <laughs> it'll have to wait, man. Just another one of those things. Like, yeah. hopefully that, that tour you were doing, hopefully that works out next yeah. year at some time and you can still get that traveling experience and working with, you know, those large shows. That's going to be life-changing, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. How is, uh, how has COVID affected Ghana? Um not near these baddies out here that's good um, and I, I was the pretty tapped in like with like my cousins out there and stuff like that everybody's safe like there's there I, I, I don't know the numbers but i think it's somewhere around 100 people that got it mm. uh, but the last time i checked it was probably like july okay uh, none of my people got it so that's all really i was worried about but 
it's definitely not as bad as LA. Yeah. Um, or New York or Italy or wherever else it was like a hot spot. Right. Um, yeah, it's been crazy over here, man. Yeah. Um, so you recently got a song of yours on a large show, Insecure. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I wanted to hear your experience with that and see how it kind of played out and what it's changed for you. Um, man, that, that shit was crazy. Yeah? Um, How'd it go about? It was, it was a little bit, like, <laughs> it was like a bunch of things that had happened yeah. for that to happen. Um, so I like, I gotta go back. <laughs> Before I moved to LA, like when I was still a student, like in my senior year, yeah, um, I would take trips to LA, um, maybe three times a month. And this is when you were in New York. No, this when I was in San Diego. Oh, okay. So I, so I went to college in San Diego, San Diego State, um, and that last semester. Um, it was cakewalk for me. Like, mm-hmm. I knew I was going to pass all my classes. I had no real challenges. I had no big commitments on campus. I, I used to work on campus. used to run uh, two studios on campus. That was over. That's like, cool. All I was focused on was like a few classes. And just I had a lot of time mm-hmm. to work on music. So I was trying to set up my next thing. Yeah. And I don't know what that next thing was going to be like. <laughs> yeah. You just want to make sure you're ready. I wanted to be ready. And yeah. I knew I needed to be in LA for that thing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my friends who are out here, my current manager, who wasn't my manager at the time, was out here. He had a studio space. Um, and I would come out here and be working. And I remember there was, it started with Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was this post uh, shout out to Selection uh, they posted this thing it was Joe K he said something like who should we have on our sh- the Selection radio next yeah or something like that like one of those type of like just engagement reaching yeah posts. Uh, looking for guests but also for engagement yeah exactly <laughs> uh, but a bunch of people commented <clears throat> like my name and like J James J James J James uh, not, a, not a lot but there, there's a good amount of people that commented and I don't know if Joe K saw it but someone who saw it was, was this other artist manager, um, entrepreneur, another person who works in the industry. Yeah. Who saw, like, first top comment for him was my name. That's One it. on my, my channel, like, looked at my music, liked it, uh, followed me, messaged me, like, hey, I have an artist from Philly. Mm-hmm. We're going to be in L.A. We have a few meetings, a few studio sessions. It would be cool if you guys got to link up on some music. And I was like, oh, yeah, perfect. Um, I have the studio space in LA, which was my friend's studio space that oh, we can okay. work out of yeah. while you guys are here. So they flew in, we worked for like a week. Um, there's people coming in and out, friends of them, like like people that they didn't know but were other artists mm-hmm. coming in and out. And I think it was the, the last night that they were there, um, there was some event. Mm-hmm. Um, we got invited to, um, and it was for the artists. It was some event that they had to, like, they, they were being invited to go view, mm-hmm. but they were being asked to perform. So it was like, see what this is going to be like before you do your turn. You know? Gotcha. So it was like a performance showcase. There was a lot of industry people there. Um, very tight knit. It was in, like, a label office. Uh-huh. And so we got there. I didn't know anyone. It was, like, the this most was, L.A. sounding event. It was the event. most <laughs> L.A. shit. Yeah. I don't live here. Uh-huh. Like, I don't work in the industry. I don't know anyone. You're fresh in the city. This artist that I just met this week. Yeah. Or, 
the artist didn't even show up. I was there with her, oh, her, wow. her manager. Yeah. Because what happened that last day we recorded, she just really tired, kind of feeling under the weather. She's like, I'm done for the day. Yeah. Tapped out. She went to sleep or something. Like she just chilled at her Airbnb. Manager was like, Yeah, I'm still gonna go. If you wanna go, like we can go. I was like, Yeah, sure, I'll drive. Mm-hmm. We went. It's a cool event. I met a lot of artists, met the artists that are performing and everybody was just kind of like mingling after and just like yeah. talking and i was talking to this guy's name's mario uh, cool dude we became friends it was crazy like after this like not even from that but like just like a whole other thing <laughs> but uh we're like i'm just standing there chilling just talking to at the time like this random person yeah and he's like what do you do like what's your thing you know the whole LA thing, right. like where are you from? Who are you? What Who do you are do? You? What do you do? <laughs> Who do you know? Do you know anyone? Like I uh-huh. heard you, uh, and I was like, man, I'm a composer right now. I'm a student, um, but I'm moving out here, and I really want to get into film score. Um, he was like, oh, like you're a composer, like you do orchestra stuff. I'm like, yeah, orchestra stuff. I also do a lot of stuff with like electronics, and like my music is like a mixture of like all these different elements, blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, man, but you know what, like being around LA like I only know a handful of other composers mm-hmm. um, I mean there's a lot of composers in LA but I only knew like personally like had a relationship with a handful of composers and none of them were black mm. and he's like what and he like literally like within arm's reach just grabs his dude he's like he's a black composer <laughs> that's funny and I was like oh shit you were in the right place I was in the right place yeah uh, he introduced me uh, and the guy was like yeah like you know I'm a composer like from new york like i'm working on some stuff like send me your music Mm -hmm. and at the time i was um just starting this project that i'm like about to put out now which is crazy too like some time i think but i had uh, a rough like seven tracks um and i just uploaded on like a private link i sent it to him like late the next morning i woke up like six morning so I, I wanted to have that impression like oh, I'm yeah. on it I, I hit him up just thanking him for giving me his contact information here's a link to my music mm-hmm. and I was really trying with those seven tracks to even just this whole project to showcase like my broad range of things like yeah. this album isn't really meant to be like a hit or anything it's just like this is like it's, like almost, a, like, it's almost like a business card like a comprehensive uh, yeah um, like, evaluation of your work yes exactly yeah. like he, here's a little taste of the classical orchestral stuff uh-huh. here's the r&b stuff here's the modern stuff here's the hip-hop stuff here's yeah. the sample based stuff like just everything that i can do i was trying to showcase that's cool um, so i i sent it over um and he never replied <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. i think he liked the message or something like that like on instagram where uh-huh. however i sent it to him and then Fast forward, I moved to L.A., I'm working in L.A., I'm meeting people, I'm a little bit more established, but still, like, I like I was an intern, mm-hmm. and funny enough, bro, I was interning, the, where I was interning was, like, bro, I can't make this up, where I was <laughs> interning, so my friend, I told you, he has a studio space yeah, downtown. Yeah, he's the one who's your, your manager now, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, where I was doing internship, the office space was a floor above that. Literally same address. Crazy. Literally just the floor above it. Yeah. Worked there for four months. <laughs> um, and then, like, one of the... like. And you never bumped into him? To my friend? 
to the to, to the internship people to the guy who uh who gave you his card or whatever no well he didn't work there so my internship was for i heart comics uh mm-hmm. like entertainment yeah. agency record label um and yeah it was upstairs underneath my friend's studio um and I was like unaware of like the whole thing that was going on. Like Matt Decent was also up there, and like there was like a few other companies. But I started interning. I was like, "Oh, you should do like you're downstairs." Like, yeah, so that's literally crazy. like during my internship, like during my breaks, I just go downstairs. Yeah, hang go out. work on some music, hang out, eat, and go back up. So that's it so was, cool. It was like a nice situation. I always had a key to the building, whether it's yeah. through him or through them. So it was like cool. But one day I was there on my lunch break in that studio. And I get a call, and it's that guy mm-hmm. from months prior. So at the time, it was probably July, and I met him in March, like while I was still in So it's oh, wow. been some time that passed. Yeah, that is. He's like, hey, man, like, remember me? Like, how's it going? That's a call that almost no one gets. Yeah. You, like, you never expect to follow up mm-hmm. with those kind of people. I was, I had just was like, you know, he didn't like music or whatever. Like, right. That happens a lot. It happens like, so much that you don't expect it to go the other way. Exactly. Like yeah. it was just I was just like just gonna take the L, keep moving. Right. Like, this doesn't. And really, it's not even an L. It's just like yeah, a, a yeah. thing that happens. It's the same thing that yeah. happened. Like it didn't work. I think it didn't happen. Or whatever, right. You know, I, I didn't even. I didn't take it personally. This is what, this is what this is. It yeah. just cut through it. Like it was. I was, I took it as just like oh he didn't fuck with it. Like, right. Or just like he never listened to it. Yeah. 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 That too. Uh, but he calls me he's like yo love that thing that you sent me like mm-hmm. uh blah, blah blah what are you doing for work and i was like man at the time i was like just this internship and yeah. i'm, I'm post mating <clears throat> doing stacart like little odd jobs here and there mm-hmm. uh, every once in a while i get paid for a session or a little gig so i was all right but not anywhere yeah, you weren't like, set up i wasn't set up i wasn't I couldn't tell you where I was gonna get next month's rent, right? Type shit, like. But Which, I would figure it out. I mean, month. that's that's the case with so many creatives here. Yeah, you got you got to hustle. Yeah. To keep doing what you're trying to do until mm-hmm. that thing breaks. Right. You know? So I was already well aware, um, but he's like, "Hey, I'm working on soundtrack for this show. Would you be interested in doing music?" Mm-hmm. And I was like show whatever of course cool. right yeah i'm down yeah. like yeah especially if he already knows kind of what your style is like and then he's like yeah so the show um can't really give much details about it but this is through Issa Rae's company mm-hmm. i was like oh i didn't know she had a company love Issa Rae. like sure dude i'm down like yeah let me know more information like as soon as you get it like because at the time he was still kind of like it sounded like he was like trying to figure it out trying to feel me trying to see like right what i was up to if i was able to even like commit to the thing uh-huh. um and i was like yeah sure he didn't get back to me probably for another like few five six weeks okay like, so it was like end of september get another call followed by like an email this time with, with like broke it down there was like an agreement attached and he's like this is what we want you to do um Issa Rae started like a record label she also started a publishing company mm-hmm. and we want to license music to these shows to these networks but we also want to place the music in her you know content that's coming out stuff like that um, and I was like yeah dude I'm down he's yeah, like well awesome. we don't have that much time like we got like <laughs> a few months a couple months yeah. and we need you to make 40 50 tracks oh shit and they have to all hit they all have to be like oh my god that's what we're so much for. 
Wow. <laughs> That's so like, much. I did not expect that. But, like, lucky for me, like, like since I started making music, mm-hmm. that's, like, all I do. Yeah. Like, so you got... You all got my friends money. in my life, like, they're... To be my friend, you have to be aware, like, this is what I do. This is what mm-hmm. we do. Like, most of my friends do the same thing, so yeah. we can relate. But, this, like, I, I will spend eight hours, like, just easily just making a few tracks. For whatever. sure. So, I've been sitting on, and I'm still sitting on, like, thousands of records. Uh-huh. Like, like, just records, skeletons, things I've written. Like, just even, like, just a bunch of notebooks of, mm-hmm. like, whether it's song lyrics or just, like, actual notation, like, whatever way that i was able to let out whatever musical expression whatever idea was over the past i don't know 10 years mm-hmm. i've done it i've like and i've kept it i've saved it i have multiple drives multiple terabytes of this yeah. shit so when he said that i was like oh i could do this uh-huh. is, Whether, it, is it easy for you to go back through those and find things you think are still worthy of like using again or is it hard and you go through it and you realize like no i just need to write new shit it depends man because there's some i get surprised sometimes I'm okay like, man like i was doing this like uh-huh. a few years ago that's crazy like yeah it's uh, it's always been hard for me that's why i ask because yeah like i'll whether it's a song or you know chair design or whatever I'll, I'll, I'll jot things down and uh you know when i need something i'll go back through those notes and often i'm like oh this was all shit i have to start over that's ultimately like where i end up yeah like, I'll be like, man, this is dope. Like that section or that yeah. idea with these drums. I guess it's but, useful because you can find an aspect of it to, yeah. to repeat. So, so then I like look at it. And I'm like, all right, either I can use the same thing or I'm going to take the, you know, rough idea of this and right. build into this. Or now this is giving me a new idea mm-hmm. to go this way. And I do that a lot. Like, yeah. Even in like an album process, I'll be like, man, this song was cool, but I think it would be better if I put it over this type of beat yeah or if i was to take these instruments in place with this yeah um so i've been able to like like use it be mm-hmm. inspired by it mostly just be inspired by it be like damn like i made this a few months ago and i stuff i'm making now like yeah. i would never listen to this like <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah so like it's been cool to see that growth but for that specific project i was like i like looked at these tracks and i was like all right this is giving me the feel to know like all right for the next few months, if I make 10 tracks a day, mm-hmm. maybe two of those tracks from each day will, will go into will get that. picked. Yeah. yeah. And that's not what happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of work, though. There, there, there's checkpoints, luckily. Yeah. So it was like every few weeks, I had to turn in 15 tracks, mm-hmm. um, 10 tracks, whatever it is. And out of those, they would write me super detailed notes. Mm. Um, and I would be trying to catch up to those notes while making these new tracks right for the next round so it was very like hard to adjust and at the same time dude like i was still doing everything that i was doing for money yeah so you're still I, interning it wasn't, you're still wasn't like driving. i got it paid yet like i was just right. working on this thing that's why while, the first one's so hard yeah yeah so everything was like pending i was just learning the whole thing like legally and stuff like that mm-hmm. but um we just finished like basically the whole project and like right before thanksgiving um everything that they need to get they got everything out of what i sent them we were revised and mm-hmm. everything was sent off it was clean and then um 
and till today I've just been waiting for those tracks to get placed. Like mm-hmm. none of those songs were the ones that were a part of Insecure. Really? To my knowledge. But yeah, none of those songs were none of those like none of those songs were that song that even got put on. Like, yeah. It was that was separate. So but, where did that song come from? So like right before Thanksgiving or right after Thanksgiving, around Thanksgiving, um, that same guy was mm-hmm. like, Hey, we're doing a riding camp in LA gonna be here for a few days pull up and the invite was like pretty open yeah so i was like i don't know like if this is like a real like should i like am i gonna do anything when i pull up or is right. it just gonna be like, like do i bring my laptop yeah like, <laughs> like i don't know how to, i don't know how to go about this right. there's very little information also he was part of the team running it so mm. i wasn't able to have like direct that communication yeah like, even when i like showed up i was like, like who standing outside <laughs> like yo let me in like yeah like no one was answering the door uh that that can be so awkward i mean it, it was and it's like yeah bro everyone there was like in the game like mm-hmm. was doing this everyone like, had a reason to be I, there i was like the most like green person like, yeah this was my first writing camp like uh-huh. i'm not attached to any label i'm not attached to like any of these artists multiple guys have grammys grammy nominations Shit. coming <laughs> off of tours yeah they got plaques like like you can tell like there's a difference between me and mm-hmm. these guys by like the clothes and the jewelry the yep. cars that you see pulling in and not like <laughs> like I, I Ubered here. <laughs> yeah, no, I drove there, but yeah. like in you know my shitty 2008 like yeah. Nissan, like it was nothing like, like and I felt good, you know, like I wasn't like demeaned by it. It didn't make me feel any lesser at all. Like yeah. I always know my value walking to the room. Like I know, like yeah, like this doesn't mean like anything. Like, and, and while that that room can be intimidating, at least you know you're in the right place. Like yeah. it's better to be the least skilled person in the room. And know that you've got, like, you can see these milestones that you can achieve just by being in that room, you know? You, you know what? I felt like I was exactly where I needed to be. Yeah. I was like, man, if I can be in more situations like this, mm-hmm. this thing is going to be really fun. Yeah. And, you know, luckily, that's been the case. Uh, but so, I, I like, I, I show up, like, so he invites me. The first day, like, I had kind of just i didn't make it like i couldn't go i actually didn't even have gas money to make it up there <laughs> yeah. but the next day i made it i remember it was super rainy uh there was a few games going on a few like college now it was like ohio state versus wisconsin or something like that mm-hmm. everybody's watching the game and like low-key bro like i'm really into sports so i'm like all right these guys are also really into sports mm-hmm. whoever's crowded on tv yeah let me just be socially mingle yeah you know as an introvert it's not always like the easiest thing for me but i was like i'm here <laughs> right. i'm gonna be here for the whole day like yeah i'm not just gonna be quiet and just like turn up in the studio like i should also right you meet these people take advantage of being there before any before i heard anything before i even entering the studios because also the studios were assigned to like mm. this producer is going to be here for a few hours with this artist and then this team's gonna move here I wasn't assigned to any of the rooms. So was it like a whole floor dedicated to this? Yeah, I think set? it was like twelve studio rooms. Like, oh wow! Like with like an engineer and like writers and stuff. It was like a whole yeah whole setup. That's crazy. Uh, we literally like they rented out the whole studio complex, like all the rooms. So it was like it's a lot of people. Yeah, it's a big and operation. A lot of a lot of stuff going on, um, and the 
like when I walked in, the guy who let me in, like the, who opened the door, it's like first guy I like started talking with, mm-hmm. like you know we like kicked it, like we took breaks together, and then he invited me into his room. We went to that room. I literally just sat there, listened, introduced myself to the producers, and then the producers that were in there were like, you know, like what do you do? Like what's your thing? Like mm-hmm. as they finished up the rotation, I was like, oh, this is what I do. That A and R who had met at the party, who invited me and all that, he yeah. ends up walking in. He's like, "Oh, oh like, yeah. this is Jay." Like he introduces <laughs> me to like people who like didn't know me and uh-huh. things like that. And then, so now you got two friends in the room. You got so the dude got, hanging out yeah, with. Now I got yeah. a couple friends in the room. Mm-hmm. Now everyone's a little more comfortable with me. Now I'm way more comfortable. You know, I take off my sweater. Like I'm all right, cool. Yeah. I can relax. Like they're down to work. Like we can make some music. Well, you know, we start making a track and. Again, like, I don't know these people all that well. I don't know the situation. I wasn't really invited there the way they were invited there. Right. Like, it was kind of like a secondhand thing. So I'm not trying to be like, yo, no, don't do this. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. Or, like, start this over. Let's start a new... Like, I wasn't trying to, like, control the room at all. Right. But I was trying to be useful Mm -hmm. as much as possible. You know, like, again, it was, for me the best situation i could have been in and i felt prepared to mm-hmm. be in that situation so i would let him know you know i play keys if you want me to play keys on this song i'll play keys you know or you know i i'm a drummer i think this part of the beat should go like dense like you know what yeah. I'm whatever like right. just having those conversations meanwhile these guys are all older than me like mm-hmm. way older than me i think tons of ma- experience main producer in the room was like 38 mm-hmm. i'm 22 at the time like mm-hmm the next like person close in range maybe three or four years older than me so mm-hmm. like it's all a learning experience it's all yeah. new i'm like i said super green these guys been doing it so i'm asking questions they're giving me advice it's like a whole thing it's cool they're inviting me to other things outside of this camp and mm-hmm. tell me oh you need to meet this person you like be cool if you work with this like your style is dope with this like just give me insight man and, that's like, cool man it was it was great super inspiring so we made like three or four songs during that process. Mm-hmm. And again, I didn't really think anything of it. We didn't finish anything. Okay. During the entire time at the camp, I didn't hear too many finished songs. There was yeah. there were finished songs, but the people I work with, we didn't really finish songs. Yeah. Just so, getting kind of a foundation laid out for a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. So I like I played keys and again just like did some arranging when it came to like talking about how drums should be programmed. Mm-hmm. And then I like that was it. I was only there for those two days. And then uh, a month later, I get another call from that same dude. His name's Philippe, so I put a name to it. <laughs> Shout out Philippe. Because uh, he calls like, hey, uh, we're, you know, syncing music for the show right now. And one of the songs you're on is being considered. Just letting you know. Um, this is, like, what it's going to look like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, damn, like, that's crazy. Like, Yeah. Like, you probably didn't expect anything to come out of that. Yeah. That first even, day. even him telling me that, I'm like, this is crazy, but can't get my hopes up too much because yeah. this is TV. You yeah. know, anything at any time it's can change. super volatile. So then, and like, bro, we didn't even finish. Like, I had to get a lawyer and stuff to like. Oh, wow. Like, do like the contract and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like, it was literally all a learning experience. Super, like, yeah. It's super different. Super foreign coming from. From the, the year sun. before. Yeah. I was just chilling in a classroom uh-huh. you know like learning music theory and like 
<laughs> like yeah you know what i'm saying like it was like just you, like, did, you didn't learn music business no one taught me that <laughs> yeah. nobody taught me that no, yeah. I, no one told me how to negotiate the, like splits uh-huh. no one told me like how to go about this stuff so i'm going about it as i as i go learning that i can't do certain things i don't have the power to do certain things mm-hmm. i need to involve other people and like all all the learning experience mm-hmm. uh, but right before like in the middle of all of that going on the show's about to like the season's about to start okay so maybe a week before the show comes out i get reached out to by the licensing company and then i get reached out to by that same a and r and person managing the splits and mm-hmm. like, yo this is we're confirming this for the show like this is it like this is what we want to discuss with you this is what we've already agreed on like this is like this is the date. This is the time stamp of like the episode that yeah. we appear on. This is the section of the song. And I was wow. like, all right, cool. Like, we're in it. I wonder, like, do you even remember the song at this point? <sighs> that was another thing, bro. No, I didn't. Yeah. I was like, which song is it? Yeah. Like, and I don't, when we worked on it, like, it wasn't on my computer or anything. I didn't yeah. leave there with, like, a bounce of the song. Right. So. And if it was instrumental, you're like, I don't even know what they called it. Yeah. It, it wasn't, it, it wasn't instrumental we worked on it. Okay. Like, we, we made the instrumental while the artist is in the room and we started recording with yeah. the artist right away um but it was like we did that in, in end of november yeah months months it was before may like 12th when the show aired week before it got confirmed maybe a week before then when we were still trying to get like splits going on mm-hmm. i was finally like yo can you send me the song yeah <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh yeah my bad my bad yeah, yeah. send me the song i was like word word they f- finished it the other producers like shout out to them like they they finished it they took it like they chopped they made it sound amazing yeah it went on the show and then that whole moment happened yeah but that's great man. as everything was happening it was just like it was funny because people would like i didn't say anything about really that camp like mm-hmm. they posted a video that i was in like some promo thing okay and, like maybe reposted it like behind the scenes from the session yeah, yeah. and like I, I know a number of people on instagram are like oh like are you involved with this and i'm like i just trying to kept it away because i didn't want to be like yeah you know i'm doing this right. you know? and then it just like not really happened you don't want to like overstate your your part in it or your welcome with that community exactly even when i knew like i didn't I didn't know. I didn't even, like, again, didn't know the songs. I didn't know, like, how big of a role mm-hmm. I even took. Like, you know, if I was even going to get a production credit for what I did and, like, all that stuff. So, I'm like, yeah, I didn't tell anybody. And then it <laughs> happened. And then I'm, like, gassed. Like, yeah. you know, seeing my name there, like. That's so sick. I was like, this is crazy. Like. On HBO. It's on, like on HBO. Major. And then, like, Epic Records. And, like, yeah. all. Like, I'm like, damn. Like, this is, like, I'm part of history right now. Mm-hmm. And, like, again. I'm super fresh into this. Mm-hmm. Things are just now, like, f- compared to when I first met Philippe in March 2019 to mm-hmm. May 2020, my life is completely different. Like, That's so sick. So it was just, like, a whole, even this whole, during quarantine and everything, I'm like, mm-hmm. this is a crazy thing that's happening right now. And I'm just trying to get as much out of it and just letting it fuel, you know, like, the next yeah. thing. It's like again back to sports it's like i just want to play off game like <laughs> let's go to the next series yeah the hype, there's always saying? a next year though yeah, yeah 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 or like let's defend this shit like yeah. you know what i'm saying let's get some more situations going mm-hmm. 
and it's been nice like the reception of people too like a lot of people like the song i saw it started blowing up on tiktok recently oh that's like, cool so yeah that's a whole new thing to expect <laughs> and again like that wasn't anything that i had previously done out of like those 40 tracks mm-hmm. so i'm really excited for yeah where those it'll be up. interesting to see where those end up because yeah. i mean i'm sure they have they like purchase rights to those songs or however that goes but you don't really know where they're going to end up or what's going to happen to them or if anything will ever happen to them that too yeah um, something will end up happening yeah, to them there's I'm a sure. few there's a few tracks in there where i'm like yo yeah, like those are whatever network doesn't like <laughs> come on guys yeah <laughs> um yeah there's a few that i'm really excited about yeah and even bro even if one ends up in like some commercial like, yeah to me that's a never win. Never happened before. That's, That's a, a win. win. Yeah. You know, being in this situation is mm-hmm. a win. And it's not like, it's not like a, I'm like tied to anything. Like, mm-hmm. again, I'm, I'm independent. It was mm-hmm. like a freelance opportunity. Like, I'm meeting more people. I'm getting more acclimated. It's more things to like talk about. Like yeah. when you get in those LA conversations of what do you do? Where are you from? What yeah. are you doing it with? Like, it's just a little bit more like, it's like padding my stats, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm like super. You got a credit you can throw in the conversation. <laughs> yeah, and like since then, like I've picked up a few more credits, like on the production side of things, not yeah. even just for TV. And I'm like, man, this is this is crazy. This is gonna be dope when this comes out, like when this pops off. Like that's awesome, man. Well, that's a cool story to hear. You know, it's 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 something that everyone is hoping for when they move here to you know get in with the right group of people that can lead to an opportunity like that but it's it's so rare that it does happen that way yeah you know you could have easily just moved here and still been making shit in your bedroom and not met anyone yet for the next 10 years yeah it's (laughs) like many people you know it's not yeah it's not easy i don't think people really understand like how difficult it is Mm -hmm. like you're in a city where everybody's literally trying to do the same thing and everybody is super talented everybody yeah the guy that is giving you his coffee yeah it's demo crazy right <laughs> you know like it's crazy man like even like when i met you like i did not not know the extent of mm-hmm. your work like the first time i saw you was at that show uh which one the what's the la design oh That's yeah yeah, yeah. Um, last year's la design fest yeah, at the row yeah 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 well, so matt invited me and he showed me like your instagram so I'm like, man, uh-huh. so then i'm there and like being there and like seeing like man like this guy's a genius and like and then <laughs> like being here like a few times yeah, like, yeah. seeing this stuff like it's like yeah this guy like <laughs> your mind you know what i'm saying like appreciate it man yeah of course but it's like this town is full of people right like guys uh-huh. just insane at what they do it's crazy and at any point something can break for them yeah to do it for a living and i think that's that's important to bring up too because you know that like you were saying, you're in that writing room. There's all these people. They've got Grammy nominations, Grammy wins. But they were all you, too, you know, a couple yeah. years ago. They were all the the green one in the room. Yeah. And that's important to remember, you know, because yeah. the trajectory for these people can go in any direction. But they're all doing the same shit. Everyone's just doing their craft. It's fact. Right? Yeah. And yeah, it's... In LA, in particular, it's like you never know who's gonna pop next. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. You never know. And man, like, even even to get a little deeper into that conversation, like fast forward two weeks ago, I'm in Manhattan 
mm-hmm. working on a on an Afrobeat album that I'm producing on, and uh, we were taking a break in the middle of the session. Went to go grab some food. I'm literally just like walking through downtown. I don't even know what street or whatever. I'm not too familiar in New York, but I'm like walking. Mm-hmm. Go to like a Seven Eleven. Um, oh shit, sorry. That's no, all good. To to grab like a drink and like a snack. Yeah. And uh, right outside is this, this man. He's homeless. Uh, he's just super nice dude, super funny. He start, sparks up a conversation. Uh, he asked me to buy him a four loco, so I did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we're just like talking. Uh, super nice dude, and then he just like in the middle of our conversation, he just stops and he's just like, "You're an artist, right?" And I was like, "Uh, yeah." He's like, "You make music, like, like you probably produce, right?" I was like, Weird. "Yeah." Like, how are you picking this up? Yeah. And then he like looks at my friend who I'm with. He's like, "You're an artist too. Like, do you sing? Do you rap?" And he's like, "Yeah." Like, <laughs> Like what's up? He's like, yeah. Like I can just tell. Like I also am an artist. Like yeah. I've been, I, I was an artist. He's explained like I was one of the first rappers in New York. He's like I was one of the Whoa. first eighteen rappers in New York in the eighties. Wow. And I used to be part of this group. We did well. We were science label. We were touring. We were still touring up until Corona hit, and then that like holy shit changed his life. Like get said, now he's now he's homeless. Now mm-hmm. he's asked me to buy him a four loco fuck dude but it's also like seeing that and in the spectrum too is like mm-hmm. at any point something can give for you to be successful but at the same time you never know what that thing is that can make it disappear yeah so again like like i said about being in that room you always have to be prepared yeah at all times for whatever whatever the bullshit is whatever man that's crazy yeah and then like i'm like just tripping out because i'm like damn like i'm over here during a pandemic mm-hmm. Manhattan never been here before mm-hmm. for music yeah I'm 23 by. again last year I was over here miserable in a classroom <laughs> and then I'm talking to this guy who's already been through this whole thing for a long time he went through the whole game like yeah. he, he he's made his money he's seen the world mm-hmm. like he's familiar like like he knows LA like I know LA and he's yeah. like out there but at the same time like he's at that place in his life where he's just, again yeah. just different like, whatever circumstances took him there yeah like, it's just just another path just another <clears throat> another path that's crazy man that must have felt weird yeah it, it, it still does like yeah. i think about it a lot like i'm sure and even that friend that i was with uh his name's isaac when when we were there we were just like in the moment talking about it, like bro this is crazy mm-hmm. like what we're experiencing right now because at the same time me and him He's also my age. Mm. It's also a new experience. He lives out there, but it's okay. also like a new experience for him. Like everything is happening. His career is on a similar trajectory to mine to okay. where like there's certain things parallel where he's starting to get some traction and mm-hmm. what he's doing and where he's at. And he gets the opportunity to do these things. I met him when he was in L.A. for mm-hmm. a thing. like, And all these crazy things. Like, damn, we're over here working on music. A year ago, I never knew who you were. <laughs> now we're here. We're homies. Like. And then we meet this guy. Traveling together. And, yeah, like, shit's crazy. Like, yeah. Yeah. What were you working on in New York? We're working on on an album uh, or a project. I don't know. I don't know how much I can say, but it's, right. it's like a Afrocentric hip hop album. Very um, cool. And you're yeah. doing, uh, like, playing keys on it, playing drums? Doing or doing production. Okay. So making a lot of beats. But yeah, playing majority of the instruments. Uh, well, everything so far that 
I've produced on. I played all the instruments. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, it's been dope. There's a few other producers involved. Um, it's been cool. So it's, it's a lot different than a lot of stuff you've heard from me. That's cool. Yeah. That's interesting to see your your range in that way too. Yeah. Again, that's cool. I'm so hyped for this album to come out to show some of that range. Yeah. That's glory, that's, right? That's yeah, what you're talking about. Glory. Cool. Um, yeah. yeah man Mike I appreciate you sharing that with me too yeah of course, so of course. I've heard the album I can I can vouch for it well you've heard a version of okay that. okay <laughs> I've heard some of the album because I don't know if that link even, even, that sent you a while back even works it's, okay. it's, it's not completely different mm-hmm. but it's a little different yeah um, well it's definitely impressive what I've heard from it thank you man and it's like you said it's super well rounded and it shows that you're uh, multi-talented Thank you, man. Especially being a multi-instrumentalist. Yeah. Right. What are all the different things that you consider yourself good at playing? I know you say, like, you can kind of play anything, and that's how, you know, there's several musicians that are that way. Like, you can kind of just pick up an instrument and figure out what sounds good and how you're supposed to play it. But what are the ones that you, like, you think you're great at? Um, I'm a great drummer, percussionist. Okay. Like. That's your, your foundation? It's probably my best instrument. Mm-hmm. I would say that's my primary instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, I just picked up bass within the past couple years, and have like just taken off with that. Like that's I cool. love bass. Like I've been playing bass on all my tracks recently. Nice. And, like just writing crazy bass lines, and like I just love that instrument. Uh, but I would say my second primary instrument probably the keys. Yeah. So I know you're really good keyboard player thank you or um, piano player whatever you want yeah to call it. whatever it's called uh <laughs> yeah i really like playing keys like i, I like playing roads mm. since do like, you have a road i don't no i want to, I, I will have a road that's a cool instrument um, i can't justify the purchase yet. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh, i have road patches that yeah. that sound great i mean a lot of the roads on on the albums actual roads that i've recorded on different studios that have had them mm-hmm. um and I've been able to, to work with it. But, yeah, I, I usually just use my mini roads. Yeah. Uh, it's a cool sound. Yeah. It's it's on all my tracks. Almost yeah. every track <laughs> on my Like, if I can find a way to, to throw it in there, I will. Because that's, that's my favorite sounding instrument right it's now. So, um, it's smooth. Yeah. Super it's smooth. Super smooth. But you can also be rigid with it. You can also, mm. like, adding different effects and delay on it can, like, it can just turn into like another synth. Yeah. So I use it a lot. That's cool, man. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about like writer's block slash creative block. I know you said that you, it's basically your whole life writing music, eight hours a day, whatever, 10 songs a week, whatever. Uh, do you ever face those times where nothing's coming out in those sessions? Like you feel like nothing productive is coming out. Because I know that, like, especially with COVID, myself and as well as, you know, other people I know, I feel like it's been really hard to be creative during this time. Yeah. I don't know if it's just, like, the mental stress of the unrest or whatever, but it's it's been really hard to, like, actually come up with ideas that stick yeah. the past few months. And I was wondering if you felt the same way. I have, but when it comes to, like, writer's block or creator's block, beat block, whatever you want to call it. Um, 
when I first started making music, I experienced it more. Mm-hmm. Probably the past five years I've been making it, I'd say I never experienced it. Never mm-hmm. had it. To me, it's always it's like in your head. Like, how right. do you be blocked? Like, just make something. Yeah. Like, that's just how I always viewed it. Like, if I make something, that's productive, mm-hmm. you know? So I've always been able to. And another thing, too, like, as time has progressed, and my career has progressed. I've been able to use different tools and mm. change up my workflow. So it's never, it's not like I do the same thing. I'm yeah. not always aiming to make the same track or use the same arrangement instrument, things like that, or work at the same place. So I've been able to have different things to inspire that process, yeah. different people to include. And so you think that versatility kind of keeps you like involved in the process? I'm always, I always have to be inspired about, it, especially at this yeah. point in my career where it's like, sky's limit yeah just have something to pull from or you know different relationships and things going on i think that's that's interesting too because i feel like having i don't know what to call it the demand or the the reason to make something i feel like that keeps you inspired in a way that if you're making it just for yourself it's not quite as inspiring like if you have a reason like if you have a project you're working on I feel like the art comes out easier and I, I don't know exactly why but I find it like like if I have a deadline I've got plenty of ideas but if yeah. it's just going out into the ether if it's just something I'm like jotting down or whatever I, I find it hard to find the um I, I can't think of the word but like the reason to do it yeah they're kind of like your why yeah I feel that I, I say I'm a little different than that like when I get to just work on passion projects uh-huh. or things without deadline, I think my best work comes out because there's more accidents. Okay. There's less limitations. Mm-hmm. Like if I if I fuck up something, I'll try to run with that fuck up mm-hmm. and see where that fuck up can take me. And sometimes I'm like, damn, this is just made up. I'm a starting track or I'm gonna make a new thing or yeah. whatever the thing is. Um, but when it's Sometimes those deadlines get me in my head. I'm like, all right, mm. I'm, this is, it's like putting an outcome to it. This yeah. has to be on this level. This is for this person. This is going to be seen by these people. I got to bring it. And sometimes that, though it motivates me, sometimes that gets in my head. Okay, yeah. So I'm that, like, I uh, see, I think that pressure motivates me more. Where I, I haven't, <laughs> well, I mean, I haven't been in any like crazy deadlines where right. it's like, yo, we need you to deliver the Harry Potter score tonight. Like, <laughs> it's never been like that crazy. Um, I'm sure when it is, that's going to be like a whole back to sports thing. That's like adrenaline, like right. clutch, like shot. Like, uh-huh. like that's like where those moments define you as an artist, as, yeah. a, as a player, whatever it is. Um, but during like quarantine, man, like I've been super stuck at times. And yeah. I, and I think it's, very representative just like isolation yeah like my music has always been very like on the slower end very like for being by yourself you know Mm -hmm. whether you're studying drinking coffee or glass of wine or you know it's never too aggressive for too long okay like it's paced well um and that's just like very representative of like my personality yeah 
but during it's like you said introverted it's like a very introverted genre yes yeah but but during this time like i can't just listen to that shit all day yeah right so i can't make it all day too and then i start viewing what i'm making a lot differently mm. or what i was making prior to quarantine a lot differently i started having a different relationship with the process and my workflow okay and i've had to change it quite a bit to right. like keep myself inspired and keep myself like making things and also during this time like you also like i said this has separated a lot of people mm-hmm. it's also separated artists you can see how those artists with the budgets and the resources and things like that get to continue delivering great art where now for the more DIY artists mm-hmm. it's like you're figuring out you're figuring it out as you go and everybody's situation is different on how you can create and mm-hmm. how you can release that thing so that's affected it quite a bit mm-hmm. but at the same time I haven't like it hasn't lasted too long I'll get like a couple days where I'm just like just in a slump yeah Yeah. because again like I'm like I'm seeing all these people I'm seeing peers and like people I look up to doing crazy shit I'm like man I'm over here in my bedroom like I'm mad limited to what I can do but then I'm also that also inspires me once I'm able to turn that switch on where I'm like yo look what I can do with what I have right that's when it gets crazy right and I love getting there but I have to like kind of prove your worth with limited resources yeah, but I have to, like, train my mind to mm-hmm. get there quicker. Yes. And that's what I've had to do during quarantine. But now, like, the way I view it, after quarantine, put me anywhere with anybody or making something dope. That's good, dude. Yeah, that's a, that's a mental hurdle. I can see what you mean by, like, either you can look at it, and it's all about perspective, because you can look at it as, like, I'm not as as much of, uh, value is those people who are killing it right now or you can look at it like I can do just as much as them with what I've got yeah and or it's important to have the what, right perspective here's what there. they can't do okay yeah so that you can even go further yeah 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 while I'm creating man I get cocky <laughs> <laughs> that's good man whatever yeah. whatever it takes yeah I mean keep using sports analogies uh-huh. i mean it's playoffs right now and i've just been it's another thing i've been that's doing been consuming your world yeah yeah <laughs> uh, so i just listen to a lot of espn and shit yeah but it's like another thing of like 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 as i need to know my opponent's strengths Mm -hmm. but i also need to exploit their weaknesses great and for myself i need to know my strengths and not hide my weaknesses but be able to like account for them uh, yeah Yeah. and then when it's not being shown or broadcast work on those things yeah so they become strengths or even use my weaknesses as strengths or try to make them come off as strength like certain things that i'm not great at Mm-hmm. but sound cool like i'm not the best guitar player but i'm great with acoustics i'm great with tone and engineering mm-hmm. i can get really good guitar sounds that's good and how i use guitar in my music throughout the project is not 
right like so you're not gonna be the one who like tries to lay down a solo but you're the one who can eq it and make it sound great yeah or do something really simple and make it like a key yeah, aspect that's basically what i'm saying i can yeah. just take the simple ass mm-hmm. chord that's one if you that i know yeah and, and make, make it sound that, good make it sound crazy right with the other with the context of all my strengths mm-hmm. and the keys and the drums and the mix like yeah and getting the right person you know all that like so I've been able to use that. And mm-hmm. like, again, like with my strengths, I'm really good at getting people together. And everyone in my life, for the most part, that's immediately in my life, mm-hmm. is some way involved in this creative life. That's cool. So it's been like really easy to be like, yo, I need, like this bass line is cool, but I need, I need a better bass player to play this. Or I need someone to take this next level. Yeah call the homie went to music school no tons of bass players that's like, cool yo i know you're really good at this like mind laying this down figured it out they do it I'm like cool now that this has been leveled up in the bass now i want to get violin on this right i want to get oh bass. yeah like, I'm, I'm gonna switch out this midi instrument that i put with right. the live instrument with the real thing hit up someone that's good that you went to school too because you, you were introduced to that community yeah and not even just in san diego but it transcends like and starting off as a freshman, getting to know all the older people right away. So once they graduate, they get into the professional life. By the time I graduate, right. I'm, I'm in it. Mm-hmm. I have a few people to, to refer to, a few people to even like look to, like the blueprint. Like, oh, this is how they went from just being studio musician to mm-hmm. now you know, feeding themselves off of it. Or now able to do these things. Um, so I just like learned from a lot of experience of other people yeah what they're doing and not doing and things like that and man, that's, that's cool. my strength that's my strength it's cool because it's i don't know if i'm just speaking personally but i see like i see a lot of people who graduate either don't use their skill that they learned in school or you know it just doesn't work out for whatever reason and it's almost hard to like hard to justify going to school for these kind of things and it's good to hear like an actual good example of a benefit of like i went to school i got to meet these people and i got to see their path out of school and um you know i feel like that's a a real solid benefit of actually going through with the school yeah the schooling definitely and like (laughs) i didn't enjoy school yeah it wasn't like Yo, I'm so stoked about school, mm-hmm. class. Like, <laughs> of course not. Never, because I always knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. And though some elements of school, and again, like being around those people who are also doing it, bettered me. While I was in school, I was like, "Fuck this, dude!" Like, I should just be in the studio. Like, yeah. Why am I in class six hours a day when I can be practicing and uh-huh. making something or? being a part of something i felt like i wasn't getting that real world application yeah so any time i got the opportunity to be a part of something like that i soaked it up like a sponge yeah but yeah a lot of people aren't able to like convert right like like apply their skills into the real world and it's not that they're not good or not good enough or whatever it is Mm -hmm. some people and school does this especially like the way that a lot of music is taught is like there's one way to do it. Mm-hmm. There, this is the way you're going to do it. Or this is the way you've been doing it for the past four years, six years, however long you're in school. Mm-hmm. That when you get out of school and 
you're trying to do this thing, you forget like, oh, I don't need to do this like that. Yeah. Or this is how to use me. Like this is how, like again, being in that room, be like, this is how I can be useful. Mm. A lot of people don't understand that, and they try to fight that, and yeah. that conflict will keep you from jobs, man. That's like, interesting. So you think maybe they're teaching you in kind of a narrow-minded way? It not. I'm not speaking for my school, per se. Just schooling in general. Just schooling in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's hard to teach aspects. art in a school. Yeah, and everyone is te- like my major was recording technology and audio design. Okay, so that's uh, more of like an engineering side. It's, it's more, like for people who want to be producers and engineers. Mm-hmm. But in that program, a lot of the same classes I took were with people who were in the composition side of things. Yeah. There's only a few classes they took more than us or that were separate than us mm-hmm. and it was only a few classes we took that were separate from them like everything was basically the same path but you can see how those things are used completely differently and like like in the same program there's some kid who's a jazz major like jazz piano mm-hmm. all they do for four years is study jazz pianist and repertoire and getting great at being a jazz piano mm-hmm. and then fast forward to them graduating they come to LA and someone's like, hey, we need a piano player for this rock gig. And they're like, oh, I don't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's such a niche skill. You know skill. what I'm saying? Like, you can't be that guy that doesn't do that. Yeah, you got to be a, a versatile tool. Yeah, got to be useful. Yeah. Like like Tony Valor, like the music he makes is like hyper-punk hip-hop. Like, Interesting. It's very genre-bending. I mean, he gets to go on tour with the Honey Gex. Yeah. It works, man. It works. <laughs> Yeah, um, but if if I was just trained classically, there's no way I can I can do that gig. Right, like the way that a lot of drummers that I went to school with were being taught drums, I can't see them right. also doing that. They'd like, be too rigid to kind of fit yeah, in that. Yeah, almost like overthinking it. When yeah. I when I'm doing that, I'm not thinking about. I'm honestly not even thinking about like the quality of every note and like all that like i'm just trying to stay in time mm-hmm. and give people a show you know what i'm saying it's a different mindset than academia where it's like can't no mistakes yeah or and that that works musically i, I always like i'm the same with you know i play guitar i'm by all accounts not a good guitar player like <laughs> technically <laughs> technically i'm a terrible guitar player like i know a few chords but it's it's all about being an interesting musician like having a sound that works with whoever else you're playing and having kind of a unique sound or just you know fitting a vibe better than than just like being technically good yeah. So it's like like you were saying with your guitar playing, like you can make it fit in a song and make it sound really great without it being something that's technically really good. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I'm sure it goes the same with your drumming too. I mean, I know you're probably really great at drums, but it's not about being really great at drums. It's about being like the right drummer for the job. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's not about all the fills and mm-hmm. how fast you can hit the double pedal right it's like the you've seen the using the youtube video of like the metal drummer playing with a church it's like that kind of thing i gotta see that (laughs) he's just like doing stick flips and like crazy like praising god yeah double kick and stuff that's funny it's just like but yeah like you gotta you gotta be able to be 
multiple like especially like the younger artists younger musicians like myself we're not always going to be able to go into a room that's exactly what we do that's exactly for us and until you can get there until you can narrow it down you got to just be open to things mm-hmm. kind of just you never know like yeah. through the tony thing i've been able to meet people and go places and through other people that i've played with even through my own band that we like we, when we play like and it's all completely different mm-hmm. like all the groups that i play for like if we were all at the same show it wouldn't work yeah <laughs> like it, but like that's also like the, what keeps me excited about what i do i'm not just making jazz music all day not just making soundtracks all day not yeah, just you get making, to keep it interesting yeah all the time yeah is it more rewarding for you to be writing like i know you said you wanted to work on scores would you rather like release music on its own or like craft something to be a part of a project like that it's a hard question man because i don't have to choose yeah true <laughs> true like in life but if i had it my way had all the power and money in the world <laughs> to do whatever I want. Yeah. I would just make my own music. For sure. I wouldn't even release it. Gotcha. Yeah. Just be for me. Just as a solo pursuit. Yeah. That really is what it is for me, though. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, I'm, it's what I'm supposed to do here. Yeah. I can relate to that. I feel like there's a lot of times where I'll make something and, like the the reward is making the thing it's not what comes from the thing yes um and i've also heard to to keep it um rewarding to you that that's one of the best things you can do for yourself is realize that the reward is in doing the craft or making the object and not in what comes from that and uh you know a lot of people are hindered by that like only looking for the acclaim from the craft rather than seeing the benefit of like contributing and becoming a better artist by just doing the thing and um that's that's something that i i see in music i feel like a lot of people nowadays don't really see a benefit in like mastering their craft like you look at the great guitarists like of all time most of them were like in the you know 60s 70s you have like hendrix and those kind of legends you don't really see anything like that nowadays i feel like people aren't like the way that they used to where people would sit for 10 hours a day and just play guitar like get better at the thing that they do i I think i'm just sorry to interrupt but i think that that still happens, mm-hmm. but it's not cool anymore. Interesting. People, those people aren't being rewarded for that. Huh. You don't get rewarded for being a talented musician anymore. Yeah. That's not what this shit is about. Huh. I, I did an interview with Milkina. Uh, it came out last week, and that was when Christ asked me, like, what's something you wish you know going into working in the music industry or something like that? Mm-hmm. I was like, I wish I knew being talented is not nearly enough yeah that's only a small percentage of this yeah and same goes for like when you're really good at something yeah you're really good at one thing when you master that one thing 
in the context of the music industry doesn't fucking matter yeah doesn't matter because it's more about what that one thing is right you know like if you're an amazing singer you still might not blow up if you're amazing mm-hmm. guitar but you still might not blow up yeah you gotta have that and have the thing that's gonna bring you that attention to be recognized for it. Mm-hmm. so now that's more like obvious than anything it's like how can you always be entertaining mm-hmm. how can you always be visible how can you create a name for yourself that's separate from the art how can you make yourself a brand? You know, I yeah. hear people like always talking about like, like how is this going to benefit my brand? Right. You know, things like that. Or this is not good for my brand. This is on brand. Like all that. Like mm-hmm. that's way more of like a factor. Even just into people like getting signed, getting mm-hmm. opportunities. Like, oh shit. Right. It's but, almost like the talent is the bottom of the list. Yeah. It's like, it's like your image and your brand and your audience. This kid has thirty thousand followers. Yeah. And he's just doing some whatever it is mm. but he can also play music so let's try to exploit that thing through this audience that he already has built in mm. so I think like a lot of the guys are spending 10 hours a day playing guitar aren't spending 10 hours a day trying to get their pub up yeah know? marketing themselves and yeah. growing an audience and, and even those guys that are spending a lot of time and doing that like it's very niche it is because like, you know, I'm I'm thinking of a guy that I follow on Instagram, uh, Mateus Asado, I think is his name. Uh-huh. Um, incredible guitarist, like you know, legend level guitarist. If he was around 30 years ago, but it's just like he has an Instagram following, and I think he now like has a band and plays live and stuff. But it's it's one of those things where like, how do you turn that into a living, and do you see it as a good or a bad thing that that's the way the industry is now? I can't tell because it's still changing. It's so new. It's still like, it's not complete. You know what I'm saying? Like this era that, that, that like we're in this transition mm-hmm. right, from, you know, we have like CDs and we moved into streaming and then now streaming is kind of more built into the system that everyone's familiar with. Everyone's Mm-hmm. already bought into that but now it's about like streaming doesn't pay as much mm-hmm. so it's about other ways of getting money outside mm-hmm. of releasing music when you're an artist whether that's touring merch vinyl whatever it is and there's so many things that artists don't know mm-hmm. about that you know so many resources they don't have um, things they haven't been taught people like where they're placed on the map like all these different factors um, that again spending 10 hours a day trying to get better at that thing mm-hmm. takes away from that so right. I can't say like that is a good thing but it's a new thing and everyone just has to kind of adjust and even for myself like I get frustrated at times I'm like man like if it was just all based on talent and skill mm-hmm. I would be further right. in my career you know but I also it's all timing yeah, being in the right place with the right people doing the right thing yeah and I know that it's not just in music like I feel like there are so many different um, different whatever you want to call it different things that are kind of going through the same um, 
like reformation with social media like Like stand-up comedy yeah anybody can be a stand-up comedian right i'm saying you don't you don't need your audience anymore yeah because it used to be that you went to to venues to uh clubs for 10 years and grew an audience but now you can be famous on tiktok and then before you play in front you. of an audience yeah, yeah they'll you know? book you without cool. ever having a show bro i played a show i want to say a band's name i played a show with this band and they were headlining the show mm-hmm. and they never played a show show was sold out they had never played a show before oh my god they'd never put out a record before wow and they already were signed to a record label jesus just off the look yeah the look and just having a draw literally just like the potential yeah <laughs> <laughs> like labels are bought in like yeah like these guys can be the next you know so and so like or whatever it is it's because so of weird, how people man. view them yeah but it's like yo you've never even seen them in the, like, like they haven't proven that they can do the job yet they were fired like they will yeah that band specifically but most people in that situation probably not like, right they probably weren't expecting that either they weren't like yo we're gonna go crazy on instagram and then mm-hmm. try to get shows from this like, that's crazy they're man. just like there's some college kids just doing whatever yeah. and it took off i mean it, it seems like specifically in the rap world that just that's like the new way to do it like you become famous on instagram and then you start booking shows yeah right yeah literally that's like it's kind of like the blueprint like yeah get big uh-huh and it just doesn't have to start with instagram bro like a lot of people nowadays just being attached to something or someone or something some shit that's like buzzing off mm-hmm. and letting that be kind of like part of your artist identity mm-hmm. running with that and then you can let it go if you want you can drop it off but that's how people are starting their careers a lot of artists too like i'll meet man this gets me sad this this part of like this thing gets me <laughs> of the new reality in the industry but like yo i don't even like music oh, i don't even man. that's crazy like I, I would never be doing this yeah like i'm like barely doing this like Weird. but because I did this, or I'm part of this, or I come from this person, and yeah. all that person. It was a connection. It was a thing that, it's like, why would it not make sense? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's another stream of income, and then keep going. That's weird. Super weird. Because then a lot, of, a lot of those people, you know, will chart, and then, you, like, you, every, anytime you're on that stage, anytime mm-hmm. you're getting those accolades, someone looking up to that. Right. Thinking that's the bar. You know, right? You listen to a song on the Billboard Hot 100 these days compared to in the 70s. Musicality has dropped quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So for like, like kid, like thinking about like myself when I first came to America, looking at who was really doing it, like the big artists at the time, people I can look up to now. You know, like Lil Wayne, Dr. Dre, mm-hmm. Timbaland, Pharrell. But now, not that there's like not as many role models but there's not too many people in that big stage that are mastering their craft right they're showing you like yo this is hard work skill and patience that took me here mm-hmm. a lot of it is like antics brought us here right social media brought us here yeah and i, I feel the like look that's just it's sad that it's like musically it's digressing but i mean obviously there's still something good about what they're doing that is catching on i mean i I think it's putting more power in artist hands yeah but again it makes it 
it just makes as with every transformation makes it difficult for a certain type of person yeah and that certain type of person that's being affected these days is like the living breathing artist right and the like super talented musician yeah yeah that's that's crazy man yeah i think it does have something to do with like who the role models are at the time because i mean there's people now who obviously there are tons of extremely talented musicians but their role models are like the guys from the 70s yeah and they see that like oh like i can get that good at something and you know use it in my own way or because i heard that i picked up this instrument and mm-hmm. now it brought me here you know? right it's a lot of that now someone can like just pick up rapping because they saw their favorite instagram comedian start rapping right and then now that person is flexing all this jewelry and designer clothing yeah. and all this stuff like damn i want these things for myself uh-huh. this is the quick way to get there i don't have to spend three years learning keys and like all yeah like, let me just take the shortcut <laughs> a lot of people are okay with that yeah but that's such a funny world too with all the fucking it, rented jewelry and rented cars no, and paid models cuban and zirconium <laughs> not even diamond, like, yeah it, it's funny but but another part of that too is like and living in la we get to see behind the scenes of that where most bro, people don't it's like i know you actually drive a kia yeah. but go off on Instagram. Like, i know where you rented that bentley <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i've driven past that place too i can rent it too bro yeah. like yeah it's crazy yeah. it's crazy it's, yeah it's a lot of optics there's mm-hmm. a lot of optics but again opt- here's the thing about 2020 that's really blew my mind optics those lies those like deceitful things still work they still, do it's still real they to do somebody yeah. you know it's like you can have optics you can get yourself to a million followers on instagram mm-hmm. now you are that thing mm-hmm. like now you you're solidified fake it till you make it still works yeah yeah like let me rent out this crib and just post all this stuff every day like Mm -hmm. pretend like i live here like i do this and then it will actually start paying off i'll actually start doing this (laughs) and i'll keep like it's crazy i mean it's like a crazy model yeah but again it puts power in in people rather than i'm all for decentralizing power right from like the labels and these companies Mm -hmm. and all that like if more kids and people that look like me are able to have access to success. Mm-hmm. And all you see it, it as a, a net positive. Yeah. And a lot of these guys that are doing, they're happy. That's what they want to do. For me, that's not how I want to do it. Right. Um, but you can see the benefit. And even if you take a weird path to get there, you're still getting there. Yeah. And I'm seeing a lot of people who took that path to get there and switch it up completely. Once Interesting. They're there. Yeah. And like, yo, I really want to master my craft now. Now that I'm here, I have different goals. That's I have cool. different intentions, and my voice means a lot more. Mm. It's more meaningful, so I got to make more meaningful art. Mm. And that's been beautiful to see, too. Yeah, that's nice. There's a lot, like, again, we're in, like, the Wild Wild West right now, a bunch of shit that we've never seen before. It's Yeah, totally new time. But that that's something that's cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited for more of that because that's going to show people, like, all right, the optics are cool and they'll work, but you got to be able to flip this to have some longevity. Yeah, you and you can be popping for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Easy. Yeah, you can be popping for a year. In this age, things come and go so quick. So quick. Yeah, there's like, there's very few artists now where I'm like, they're gonna be around next year. Yeah, <laughs> there's yeah, I know <laughs> like, exactly. Like, what they're you gonna mean. be around in a couple of years from now. Uh huh. I hear some people's debuts, and I'm like, man, that was a great last album. Like, <laughs> you know, like it's crazy, like just like how quick. Like I mean, like 
like pop smoke like when that happened that really put shit in perspective it's like all right here's a 20 year old this person isn't even legally allowed to drink or rent a car <laughs> yeah and they have a, have a mansion in hidden hills that's so crazy the hollywood hills Mm-hmm. That belongs to them. They're 20 years old. They have this. They uh, they're on this property, mm-hmm. and then someone sees that, is in some way jealous or intimidated by that, and goes there and kills that person mm. in L.A. 2020. Yeah. Like that whole story seems yeah. fake. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. just like how like like one a 20 year old can be that successful. Right. Can be that big. It shouldn't be. Like that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's new. We're new. Like we didn't have, like we didn't have like twenty-one-year-old billionaires before. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like we're there. <laughs> like you can get there like quickly. Like no one knew who Pop Smoke was in 2017. You know, mm-hmm. like that's out here at least. Like, but there you see him come along, and then you can see it taken away just like that. Mm. It's crazy. Yeah, and I I think a lot of that. It's weird in this kind of social media climate it that's what gives rise to those people like if it wasn't for social media you wouldn't be able to get that successful that quickly yeah and it also it wouldn't be taken away so quickly yes because so much i I think so much of it has something to do with the way that social media affects people um just like it it gives people a false representation of reality in a weird way and like that jealousy like that would cause someone to hate someone who got successful on social media yes it's a totally new thing and it's not really something that we know how to navigate yet yeah it's it's the wild wild west yeah like how are you supposed to like I think about that a lot man like just people I grew up with that were doing the same thing as me. And then now, completely different, doing completely different things, mm-hmm. different parts of life, different parts of the world. And that person can easily look at me or others like me and be like, nah, I should have that. Mm-hmm. Why don't I have that? I was there. I was doing the same thing. All I was right. with them. But they didn't I was see the work better that went than Jay, into whatever. You know what I'm saying? But they, did, they didn't have whatever it took or life took them a certain way that didn't get them there. It wasn't meant for them. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to see me on social media. I mean, I'm not posting crazy shit, but like just posting successes, things mm-hmm. I'm doing. I'd be like, man, that should be me. Right. That should be me. And you get obsessive with that thought. That should right. be me. And you think of and if ways you think that way, then that's all you're seeing when you're scrolling through Instagram. That's all you're seeing, mm-hmm. and that's how you're thinking throughout the day when you're off of it. You're mm-hmm. like, man, like I'm over here at my job, yeah. my family, I'm taking care of my kids, I'm stressed out, I'm upset. Meanwhile, Jay's out here, all insecure, like you know what I'm saying, like <laughs> or Pop Smoke has his crib, like, right. and then you start getting into the mindset of like, how can I get there? How mm-hmm. can I beat them? Yeah. How can I shit on them? How can I like do whatever? And that's very dangerous. Yeah, it's dangerous and it's just, it's so negative. Yeah. It's just like, man, like, be inspired. Mm-hmm. Be inspired. It goes back to or turn it find off. the worth in doing the work. Yeah. Like, don't look at the worth and the rewards of the work. 
uh, man, a lot of stuff I post on my social media, I'm talking about it. Like, mm-hmm. wow, this is this journey has been crazy to this p- point. Mm-hmm. This is a little insight of this point, or this is where I was, mm-hmm. or this is what I'm trying to do. So, like, talking about it, I think that also kind of alleviates that jealousy. People be like, oh, okay, this is where it's relatable to me because mm-hmm. I also want this, and this is makes me believe that I can do that. Like mm-hmm. these things can't happen for me, rather than like. I think sometimes when people are even arrogant on social media, they're like, look at all this, like, blah, 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 you don't got it, ha, ha, like, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, makes people like, all right, bet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bet, like, wait till I see you, bro, like, you oh, man. Um, I'm not trying to give them that off. Yeah. I mean, I don't even got nothing like that. Right. It's like, I understand, like, but it's, again, it's just so dangerous. It's such mm-hmm. a toxic way of thinking. Yeah, it's that's a good not, way to put it. It's not going to help you. It's not. It's not. A, it's not a beneficial way of thinking. That, I think that's all. way more malicious for getting to your goals than being like, man. All right, you know what? Maybe I can't look at what this person's doing, but I know I can do it. Let mm-hmm. me just put my blinders on and do what I can to get these things that I want for myself. Yeah. You know, because some people too, they'll be posting that stuff. They'll be living that life. They're not fulfilled. That's not what they. Not want at to all. Be doing, yeah. You know? I and mean, that's more cases than not. That's way yeah. more cases than not, man. A lot of these guys, they're they're, they're depressed. They're they're sick. Mm-hmm. They're dealing with things they weren't expecting to be where they are, and now mm-hmm. they're adjusting to that life. Interesting, yeah. When they used to be where you were, or like lower, mm-hmm. you know, like it's a lot to. It's like a, it's like just like this whole thing that's happening at once, mm-hmm. and f- like at any part of the plane is something new mm-hmm. that you and you, like it's hard for one seat to understand the perspective of somebody in the back you know so it's it's just a lot it's a lot yeah. this whole thing this whole entertainment industry is crazy it's crazy man uh what's what's next for you what what are you working on now what do you imagine yourself working on in the next year or so doing a lot of production yeah doing a lot of production um writing and producing for a lot of artists mm-hmm. but in the next few months, hopefully, I'm gonna put out my record, Glory. The That's album. right, yeah. Um, just finished that, sent it off for mastering. I haven't picked a date yet. Uh, I was waiting to get everything back, sit with it, mm-hmm. and then choose. Um, but are, are you gonna put it out physically? Yeah, yeah. Both digitally and physically. Dope. Um, that's the plan. Doing vinyl. That's um, awesome, dude. Yeah. I'm super hyped because, like, from the beginning, I was like, before anything with the music, I was like, I'm making this for vinyl. Yeah. So a lot of the music, it's like perfect to just listen for what the size. Spin the record. Yeah. yeah. It's like top to bottom, it's, it's the flow. Uh, and then like just the packaging, the mm-hmm. cover art, the back. Like Yeah. That's, I'll show you like. That's such a cool process. Man. It's, it's beautiful. And mm-hmm. like for me most fulfilling project i've ever been like i've ever done of course and it's mine it's your baby i own it you know like it's all like however i wanted it to be Mm -hmm. and you know that i'm just happy so i'm really excited to put that out um i'm trying to do a lot more visual stuff yeah you did a a music video recently right yeah for one of the the singles from glory yeah man we didn't do the video recently to be honest oh yeah did the video two years ago damn that's a long time ago (laughs) that's cool um, well, I saw it recently. That was the first song that I did for the album. 
like the first song I created, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna make this album. Yeah. And it's gonna be this title and all that. I had a few other songs, but two years ago, I was ready to put it out. <laughs> so I was like, let's film a video. Like, yeah. Let's put it out. It's probably changed so much since then. And it just turned into a whole different thing. <laughs> and we probably spent a year after the video editing it and stuff mm. like that. Like, so it's changed a lot. And like, it even changed a little bit this year, but it's been, it's, the album itself has been a two and a half year process wow. in that video, two years. We were going to premiere it through one publication. The writer of the publication got fired. COVID complicated things early yeah. in the year when I wanted to put it out and like all that. I wanted to put the video out before I put out the single even. Mm. And it didn't, it didn't work out like that. But it's working out how it's supposed to and it's working. Yeah. So I'm just excited to keep letting it work. That's another cool thing about music. It's like it's never, ever ever gonna go how you want it to go right but however it goes you gotta figure it out yeah and sometimes however it goes is like the best way for it to go right it's so. often better than what you were expecting yeah like i can honestly say album now from what it was two years ago nine day pick this one any day over that that's like, great man so yeah so i have that going and i have two other projects that i've almost nearly finished mm -hmm. that i'm gonna develop a little bit more um, solo projects or collaboration so right now it's they're instrumental projects but the way that i built them is for vocals mm. so one of the projects i literally am writing f to have an artist like yeah. writing like an ep for somebody that's cool and the other one is are you gonna try and mine. like shop out different artists for that um yeah yeah that's cool but i don't yeah i'm figuring that out because I can also go the route of making it for one artist mm -hmm. or making it like a compilation type of thing where I'm just working with mm. like my production and featuring all these artists. Yeah, um, both of those would be cool routes to take. Yeah. So I'm exploring that. And then I, I just finished a beat tape as well. Nice. I never put out a beat tape. Just like not like there's a little difference between beat tape and like an instrumental album. It's a lot less thought. Yeah, it's really. less like, intricate. Yeah, like the mixes on the beat tape are not as crazy. Uh -huh. Like way less people involved. Like we didn't, I didn't do this at yeah. a studio. Like it's, n it's not meant to be the, like the highlighted thing on the track. It's yeah. Like it's meant for the, the vocals to shine rather than the track. Well, the the beat, the, yeah, the, well, the album's usually is meant for multiple purposes the beat tape is literally just like i made some beats and i put it in this order and it worked okay. i want to put it out and that's kind of what i'm doing it's just like i just want people to hear my beats yeah and if people want beats for me it's another reference mm -hmm. like i can make these type of beats if cool. you're looking for that but if you listen to my albums i can go that direction sweet or if you listen to this thing that i produce for someone else i can do that that but makes yeah. sense man i'm just trying to just trying to do everything and then again really 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 trying to get into more media film scoring that's cool yeah yeah that seems like such an awesome branch of the music world like yeah. working with directors and actually like scoring a film or a tv show that that seems super rewarding and like totally its own thing different than making music because you're, yeah. you're complementing something else you know i think that's cool too because it's like 
uh, it's a lot less pressure, bro. And like, not that I want less pressure, but I want more freedom. Hmm. You know, like if I'm a label artist, I know that I'm signed because of a certain sound, a certain market, mm-hmm. and there's, cer- there's certain goals that I have to like reach. Uh, with TV, similar, but it's also like I'm creating a soundscape for this feeling, yeah, for this show, for this movie, for this scene. And it's a lot more, it's more expressive. So I can do different things differently to accomplish the same thing. Yeah. Rather than knowing like it has to be this. Yeah. You can can experiment a lot in that kind of scenario. Yeah. So I'm really excited for that, but also just to like learn because I wasn't, I didn't go to school for that. Mm -hmm. I've done film scoring before and I've had a good time doing it, but I've never worked with someone who does that every day mm-hmm. all day for a living like a total pro in that world yeah and i know there's so so much to like soak in from those types of, of course so. it's just another thing where you enter that room and it's a totally new experience and you don't even know what you don't know yet yeah exactly <laughs> yeah don't know you don't know and right. don't know what i'm what i'm already capable of and you know all that cool man all right well we can uh wrap it up here um do you have anything you want to promote or plug? Uh, give out your social, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, follow me on Instagram at jjames underscore. That's J-A-Y-J-A-M-E-S underscore. Um, yeah, I'm in music dropping mood recently. So <laughs> I've been been all over the place making music. Yeah. And uh, going to be putting out, like I said, this, this album. The single to that album is already out with the video. Um, just any where can it be found is all uh, distribution services for this song and YouTube for the video sweet Uh, it's called Glory J. James Uh, yeah I really appreciate you having me on man dude thank you for driving all the way over here and doing this of course Um, yeah it's I don't know too many people in LA so it's still hard for me to get guests so I'm appreciative of anyone who will come talk to me so I appreciate you for being on man course and i don't know too many people out here either because i'm still still fairly new to la <laughs> um, but i am tapped in some some musicians and things like that more creative people yeah looking to have more of those guys in the show yeah we'll talk man i would love that yeah all right uh yeah hit up follow jay james and uh, i'll see you on the next episode peace all right that was my episode with jay james one more time follow him on instagram at jay james underscore that's J-A-Y James underscore. Um, also look out for his new album, Glory, coming out sometime soon. And you can go check out the single and the video right now. Just look for him on social. Um, follow the podcast on Instagram at interviewpod. Um, we also have a website, interviewpod.com. And on YouTube, you can watch the full videos of the podcast. Uh, just search interview pod. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at TBW underscore. And um, yeah, thanks for listening. And we'll have new episodes coming out every Monday. Um, I hope you have listened to the other ones so far and enjoyed them. And uh, again, just hit me up if you have anything to say. If you're interested in having somebody on that I should reach out to or if you'd like to be on yourself. Uh, I'd also just like to know what you guys think of the podcast. 
And uh, yeah, just thanks again for listening. And I'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Bye.